You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. No, and then I think that's just by the nature of where he went in the draft. No one is totally feeling like that. I think a third-round pick like Kelamon kind of got put in that box of like, you know, he could take over. Um, yeah. And he was clearly never the guy that was going to. Um, Jaron Hall is going to be able to just be on the roster this year, maybe even the practice squad without pressure. And if he grows into something great, if he doesn't, he was a fifth round pick. Move on. Who cares? Yeah. Um, OTAs or not OTAs, but volunteer workouts yesterday. Um, obviously, we've talked about Kirk Cousins. He was there. He spoke. Um, Brian O'Neill was there. He was limited. Um, got that Achilles injury. You know, late last season, missed the playoff game. Um, he talked a little bit about that yesterday. He expects to be ready for training camp. Um, but it's obviously still a, a gradual ramp up period. He has a couple of months to get right. Um, Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans talked yesterday. Booth mentioned how his body's like a Ferrari and how he needs yeah. to take better care of it. Um, and yeah. that's that goes with like treatment and prevention. And he's a guy who, if he can stay on the field, maybe he, they have something here. But the amount of injuries he's suffered since he was a senior in high school through his career at Clemson yeah. already in the NFL, it gives you some pause. Is he ever going to be healthy? Caleb Evans, same thing, three concussions. He said two, he said he was in the protocol three times and he doesn't think the one time he should have had to be, but if he's in the protocol, he probably had a concussion. Yeah. Um, he, but regardless, two and a half, three concussions um, as if in one year, he was open about the fact that like, you know, if he gets another, he'll have to contemplate like his future uh, I'm, I'm bringing up all the names that talked yesterday. Yeah. The yeah. people who weren't there yesterday though. Um, let's go there. Jefferson, not there. Not surprising. Um, the, he has 30 million reasons not to be on the field until he yeah. gets his bag. Um, frankly, I don't need to see Justin Jefferson voluntary workouts. Yeah, probably um, I know he's good. And it, maybe he's saying, look, I'll show up for the voluntary workouts when you got a contract that I can sign at the building. Um, yeah. That, that doesn't bother me. Dalvin Cook, not there yesterday. That seems pretty significant. Yeah. Um, Darius Smith, not there yesterday. That seems pretty significant. Daniil Hunter, not there yesterday, also seems pretty significant. Let's start with Cook. What's what's going on there? What do you think um, the future holds with that? It seems to me that he is a candidate for a post-June 1st cut. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It sure seems to be trending that way. Um, the draft, a lot of the teams that needed a running back <laughs> heading into the draft, drafted a running back so it kind of dries up dalvin cook's market um i think if you want dalvin cook now if you're a team you just wait you wait the vikings out they cut him and then you sign him later um where do you land on on cook and to you is it doesn't matter that he wasn't there yesterday yeah i mean i think it matters just because of who who else wasn't there is again it's voluntary and it's you know it's may but uh i think yeah i 
I mean, my gut with Cook always was like Quasi wouldn't have signed that extension. He would have made the yes. tough decision there. Again, that's moving from uh, Spielman, the super scout, who's like, we got this guy out of value, a second round or whatever, and like he turned out to be a good player. We can't let him go. To like Quasi thinking dollars and cents and where you where you put the money. But like, um, having said that, you know, I thought about this a little bit during the draft, actually, right? Like Zay Flowers goes, and then um, you get Addison, like almost immediately Lamar Jackson loves the pick and you're like, hold on is Lamar Jackson. And then like, it feels like as soon as like that thought process, it's like, Oh, yeah. you got a new contract. Right. Um, and, uh, and I think briefly was, or no, he is the highest paid player now per year or whatever, but you know, like you think now Baltimore, like is kind of a special organization. Like maybe they pull off things other organizations can't, but the Vikings should be kind of in that camp. Right. And it's like, sometimes we're so certain of something and then all of a sudden it changes. And I guess if you're a Quasi, you probably go, look, I inherited that contract. Like, yeah, maybe you do the June 1st where I think you can move more money around or whatever. It makes more sense to cut then. Certainly understand it from the from the other team's perspective. The fact that the Vikings got a running back in the seventh round that people are sort of excited about the upside tells you that's a pretty mm -hmm. deep draft. Like, why why even spending a whole bunch of money to Cook? But I think, you know, he may also go like, look, at the end of the day, this guy's on the roster and, like, we're trying to win. And yeah. you are it take all other contexts out. Like you are better with Dalvin cook than you are. Right. It's whether the contract's worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he may go like, look, if I can figure this out interpersonally, it's not Delvin cook made it sound like as they were clearing out their locker rooms last year, like want to be back or whatever it's, you know, we'll get to Zedarius is a little different there. Like, it seems like cook wants to be back. It seems like there's some excitement in the building. If he's there again, you talk about leadership, like he, maybe not Kendricks, maybe not Thielen, but like, you know, the veteran guy. Um, it's just like, he's become this weird player where it used to be like, give him the ball, you give you some yards. Like he's really, I'm going to give you a home run here. I'm going to give you yeah. the Buffalo run. I'm going to give you the screenplay against Indianapolis. Like, um, I don't, it's not that he's like a misfitter. I, I just don't like the number. You know what I mean? He's, I think he's the third or fourth highest cap hit or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. that fourth heading. And like, that's not right. I mean, that's not, you know what I mean? Like that, but having said that, I think like, I'm sure he tried to move, like Quasi tried to move him on draft day. I'm sure everyone was like, yeah. And like, you know, they probably weren't going to yeah. give him away for nothing. And and I do, I just think there's a world in which as much as it's probably not great right now, like they maybe go like, look, we're probably better with him. We figured out all the cap mechanics anyways. And like, he's back. Yeah. And then you go yeah. through this again the next off season. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of leads us to Darius. I mean, you, you mentioned like, Dalvin at locker cleanout said basically in all in, in so many words, yeah, I want to be back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Darius said in a, in a Twitter post or an yeah. Instagram post that he's gone, that he left, that he's yeah, not yeah, on the yeah. team anymore. And, and he, he's still under contract. So that was strange, <laughs> yeah. but it's pretty clear. Like that's going to hit a breaking point at some point. I, I was surprised they didn't work it out earlier because that $5 million guaranteed dollar figure um, has already hit. So the Vikings have to pay him the 5 million. Um, yeah. They would save money if they cut him, but like, I think you'd, you'd take on $8 million in dead cap. If it was pre pre June 1st. And I'm looking right now yet yeah, it's six, seven, 6.7. If, if it's post June 1st. So you're saving the, the money savings. There's, 
is negligible if you compare just pre-June 1st cut, post-June 1st cut. And he's also just like not making like his cap hit, his cap number is 14 or 15. Yeah. It's a good contract. Which is a good cap hit for for the production he's had. Uh, for him, I think it's just like I had 10 sacks last year. I deserve more money. Um, mm-hmm. and but if you're the Vikings, like you could just force his hand and be like, you're under contract for, for two more years. Like, you know, what do we what do you want us to do? At at some point, maybe you just trade him. Or if you if you can find a suitor, you, you trade him. I don't know if you cut him though, because to me, it, it, there's not a lot of benefit to cutting to Darius Smith. He's still a productive player, um, and you're not saving that much money because you've already guaranteed him five mil. So that's an interesting one to me. The fact that he wasn't there again, not surprising, but at the same time significant because it shows kind of where this thing is headed, and and it could get kind of ugly. Yeah, I mean, worth pointing out, he's made the Pro Bowl three of the last four years. The, the... 21 he was injured he played a game yeah. so um you play a good contract as much as again like it's a high number for the vikings and they have some cap issues like i think the vikings actually kind of need him i again i go back to like lamar jackson's lamar jackson more significant position more prominent player he went i mean dude when i was looking back on it like it was like late march during those owners meetings as harbaugh's talking he fires off these like crazy tweets you know mm-hmm. like i requested a trade i want out of here or whatever he's negotiating for himself so like you know he there's some bad blood with the organization i mean he got to the point like even pre-draft i think the team basically had told the, like the media don't ask about lamar jackson we found out because someone tried um and like think of how tense that was right and this is if you're the ravens you're like i think we're pretty well run and we've taken care of you and like we just can't sign like this ridiculous Deshaun Watson. Like we can't, Deshaun Watson can't be the precedent. And a lot of other teams in the league, fair or unfair went, yeah, we can't do that either. We can't just guarantee $230 million or whatever it is to the next guy. Um, especially because the next contract's always bigger. Right. And like, um, so they went through all that. And I think Lamar Jackson didn't travel with the team like late in the season. And he's yeah. showing up under center, the team leader next year for a pretty prominent, successful organization. Right. And like, Zedaria Smith's a big name player. I mean, like, you know, like he's important to the Vikings, but this should be something the organization can overcome. It's different personalities and different locker rooms. And again, you're talking about a little bit of lack of leadership or whatever with the, at least the veterans with, with, with those guys going, but like, this is something I think they may just have to work through. I, you're right. Like there may be a trade in the works at some point down the line or whatever, but like, um, it is weird. Like when that happened, I was like, well, there's no way he's coming back now. Like he clearly was like, guys, I need more money or I'm out and made that very obvious with the post. Uh, having mm-hmm. said that, like when you talk to most of these guys, I think there are things that bug them that they don't let on, but a lot of them go, it's a business, right? You know, you go right. like, if any, if anything, and this is actually probably fair, we discount it when a player goes, you get a hint where a player's like, why did that guy get paid? Right. You know, usually it's take care of your money. Right. You, you talk to any of the guys in the locker room, they probably go, cousins pretty savvy you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i should maybe hire his agent he's made a lot of money um you know and i think i think with uh Zedaria smith i think a lot of people will go like yeah we get why he's he's doing this it's a business um at the end of the day if he lines up and he's healthy he's productive so I, as much as i was like again certain when i saw that post and even kind of coming out of it that i was like they're gonna move and i thought Zedaria smith might be actually easier to move if if like again quasi on a draft capital or someone down the line kind of got desperate or whatever like um part of me goes like i think he's back because it's different it's different the cook situation is great player you're overpaying him this is great player it's actually a pretty reasonable team-friendly contract 
yeah it's just a little weird like there's gonna be bad blood with him and someone maybe not at the players but you know what i mean like he might see someone in the hallway and, and you know not be thrilled to see him or whatever i don't know um, but teams work through that i feel like yeah i mean that's the biggest point is that like D- dalvin cook is playing at a cap number that is for a running back too mm-hmm. big Zadarius Smith will be playing at a cap number for a edge rusher who gave you nine and a half, I think 10 sacks last year. Yeah. Fine. Fair. Which leads us to Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Like Daniel had 11 and a half sacks last year. I did not realize he was that productive because yeah. early in the season. It was like, is this guy ever going to get right? But he, he, he finished strong and he still probably views himself as a top 10 pass rusher in the league. I don't know if he is, but I'm sure that's what he views himself as. And with Brian Flores, like you want to give that guy as many toys as, as as you can as he tries to rebuild and revitalize his defense. I, I think you gotta try and bring Zadarius Smith back, or I mean uh Daniel Hunter back. Um he's still young, he's still got some time to go. Um, and if he can stay healthy, like he's proven to be an elite pass rusher. I just don't know what that number looks like. But if you're Daniel Hunter and you're Daniel Hunter's camp, at some point you have to say, like, we can't keep kicking the can down the road. I'm not betting on myself anymore. Um, he's been through neck injuries and obviously we, you know, I think it was a pec injury. Um, I think he's going to get paid. It's are the Vikings going to pay him? Um, yeah, I would be inclined to say yes, but I don't know what that number looks like quite yet. Um, but I can promise you Daniel Hunter will not play next season at his 4.9 base salary. Like he's not going to do that. So we're going to have to, open up the checkbook for probably him as well, along with, as we've talked about at length, Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. Maybe those are the three guys you have to give some money to. Maybe that's why you, you, you cut Dalvin cook and you, and, and you try and trade Darius Smith so you can free up some more money. Um, but I think the Vikings need to do everything in their power to bring Daniel Hunter back in, in year one of Brian Flores. Um, yeah. And I think it would benefit Daniel Hunter to kind of stay with this team that, that that's kind of helped mold him into the player that he is. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing about him is, you know, obviously think about eccentric receivers, but you see some of that defensive ends, right? They yeah, they have a prominent stat, right? Sacks that alter the play and the dance, whatever. But, like, he is pretty much all business. Like, he's a guy you want. I think as part of his organization, the flip side of that is he knows what his worth is, right? And he probably understands leverage and all these different kind of mechanisms in order to get what he wants. Um I, this is, this is the bummer with like, I know most teams are against the cap, but given like you have this weird cap situation where there's just a few bad contracts on there, like troublesome yep. contracts. And like, again, it's not really yours either, like your contracts or whatever. Like they, you just have this minimal margin for error. I don't think, I, again, there's no one in the building who goes like, this guy isn't good. Like he just, it's crazy again to think like third rounder, what his production was at LSU and like kind of how he took off. And then just yep. like, it feels unfair that like, almost immediately when he was like peaking right and literally like in terms of entering you know the prime stage of his career you're like he had this weird disc injury that was supposedly a tweak at one point right and like i think you know i understand the risk and i think quasi's just kind of looking through like how much risk can i take on any given player because i have these certainties of hawkinson's costing me this much and cost me this much draft capital and jefferson's going to cost me this much and i have this much money on the books for cousins right so like um in my mind, I'm with you. I don't know how you let him out. I mean, I, I think it's to the extent you have to like cut into bone with something else, and this might be Cook, or this might be something else down the road. Because, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, this guy, I like, again, you got to pay him. But also, like, look at the similarities. Except you're talking about a 28 year old player turning 29, even more in his prime than Sedarius Smith, yeah. right? But like, yes. literally, 
pro bowler, pro bowler, injured pro bowler, both actually got comeback player of the year um, last year. So like, it's, it's kind of funny, the parallels with these two guys. And I just, yeah, to me, like Hunter's one of those like foundational players. He's not going to like sell jerseys or whatever. And especially with his personality, like, you know, you're not going to see as many, obviously, as like Justin Jefferson in the, but like he to me is a foundational player. He should be paid as much. He should be treated that way. You have to take that kind of risk with him. And I, it's with this understanding that like you make a tough decision somewhere else. I just, I don't with him. I just, I like how he goes about things. I think he's an incredible player. I also, if I'm going to believe in anyone coming back from an injury, it's a guy in that kind of shape. Like he is, yes. I know every athlete is, he's like peak, peak physical shape. Mm-hmm. So um, given what he's done in his career, given how he goes about his business, to me, Daniil Hunter has to be part of the equation. For sure. Tom, let's wrap there. Um, it's about 45 minutes in and we, we've kind of hit on everything under the sun, but it is nice that we've, reached kind of the point i was actually looking at the weather today for minnesota i know it's like a bunch of high 70s um yes. we made it and i think <laughs> we made it out of the nfl offseason as well because we have rookie mini camp to talk about now coming up here you know otas then what we'll, it'll be training camp before we know it um the filling the dead air of of the nfl offseason is yeah. tough and i think we made it out on the other side um but let, let, let's wrap there today there's gonna be a ton more to talk about in in, in you know, the coming days, coming weeks. Um, I'm sure the, the Vikings have been pretty good about making guys available over the course of this off season, um, almost on a, like a weekly basis. So maybe we'll, we'll have something more from players next week. Um, you know, there's always the, the, the idea of, of Dalvin cookers, Darius Smith, like that, that other shoe could drop at any point. And if, if that does, um, we'll hop on it and, and, and talk about it. Um, but appreciate everyone for stopping by today. Um, we'll be back here. If not, later this week, early next. Um, we got the schedule to, that comes out next week too. So we'll break that down. Um, appreciate everyone. As always, please follow, like, subscribe. So you're getting all these to your phone as soon as they drop. Um, for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Musitani. Thanks for stopping by. This is Inside Purple and Gold.